And I'm back because I decided that I'm up early enough. Um, It is before 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I wanted to do a podcast because I haven't done one in a while. And um, I've been getting asked. I know that's hard to believe that people ask me about my podcast, but they do. They do ask me on occasion um, when I'm going to start doing it again. And quite honestly, um, obviously, I need to do a rebrand of sorts. I need to, like, do a whole revamping. My plan is basically to start filming the episodes and putting them online, probably on Patreon, because at some point I do need to monetize um, whatever it is I'm doing. And I know that my nemeses are not going to be happy hearing that. They're going to be, you know, making fun of me or whatever, um, saying that I have nothing to monetize. And I'm just happy that I'll be in the conversation. So, anywho, um, I think the last time I talked to you all, um, I was letting you know that I've been having some health issues. Um, are those still going on? Yeah. Yeah, they are. But there are there is some progress. Um I definitely have, um, I have two diagnoses and both of the things I have are curable and fixable. So, um, I just want to say somebody did write into the pod, um, a a couple months ago and, uh, hello. Um, I think their name is Morgan. Hi, Morgan. Um, so, uh, I'm not sure if I'm assuming Morgan is a woman. I don't want to like assume anything, Because Morgan is gender neutral. But anyway, uh, Morgan wrote in and said, uh, I've had many health issues in the past and finally decided they were emotional in nature. And then she recommended um, a podcast about um, like the emotions behind certain illnesses and chronic pain. But anyway, um, yeah, so what I have is definitely not emotional in nature. I'm not trying to be like a total <laughs> like um rain on your parade type person, but um a major part of what was going on with me was digestive. And I knew something was strange for a while because I did I talk about this before that I was basically like having like strange um like episodes of throwing up and they would always between be between 6 and 8 p.m. Sorry if this is TMI, don't care. Not enough people listen to this for me to not be honest, okay? And I just want to say I want to talk about um someone who recently insulted me on Twitter and said, "Oh, your podcast only has 12 followers on SoundCloud." Not true. I'm looking at it. There's 40 followers on SoundCloud. But who follows podcasts on SoundCloud? That's like that's not how it works. SoundCloud is just where I host it. And I think most people listen to it on Apple Podcasts. So that guy, forget what his handle is because he literally does not matter to me, even though I've been talking to him for, about him for the last 30 seconds. That guy can shove it up his ass because he was trying to insult me with like my tiny number of followers on SoundCloud. On Twitter, by the way, on Twitter, he had like 400 followers and I'm getting close to 2,500 followers. So my popularity on Twitter is growing because people are finally starting to listen to what I have to say, which 
is shocking to me. Um, yeah, but that guy was like unpleasant and it said in his bio that he does IT at a law firm and me as somebody who works in law and has worked in lots of law firms, I can tell exactly the type of man he is. And just like he's that like horrible like type of IT person who like if somebody has a question that is tech related, he will insult them first before helping them. Kind of like that character that Jimmy Fallon did on Saturday Night Live. I think it was like Nick the IT guy. Does anybody remember that? Or I'm just like the only person um, who remembers that. Let me see. Uh, Oh, Nick Burns, your company's computer guy. Yeah, I actually saw... um, a repeat of an old SNL episode and they had the Nick Burns sketch in it. And I mean, it's so old that the computers in the sketch were the, you remember those old um, iMacs? Well, they're, I mean, they're old now, but like when they came out, like everybody wanted, there were like the really colorful ones, the desktop ones that came in like blue and I think yellow and red. And um, I think I remember commercials of people like dancing around or was that for the iPod? I don't know. But um, obviously, there is some sort of cultural capital there associated with the that iMac. Because I think it came out in like 98 or 99. It was about that time. And I remember like everybody was like, wow, like look at these computers. Because <laughs> I went to, this is not a brag, but I went to um, a school district in Colorado where all of their computers were Macs. It was a wealthy school district. Um, was I wealthy? No. Uh, but my parents wanted me in the in the nice school district, which obviously paid off because look at me now. I'm an intellectual powerhouse and everyone listens to what I have to say. <laughs> so anywho, where was I going with this? Oh, yes. So um, my digestive issues. (laughs) So for a while I was having like just weird indigestion and sometimes I was having like horrible, horrible like pain in my abdomen that like I could not place. Like at first I thought it was like, well, you always think it's the worst thing, right? When you have like some sort of symptom and then you start Googling and the first thing I think it is, of course, is pancreatic cancer. (laughs) I, that's not fun. It's not funny to say pancreatic cancer, but it is funny when like that's the first thing you think you have when you're like just like poking around online and it's like you might have pancreatic cancer. Like that part of the internet needs to be that's what needs to be monitored by the government. They need to like get rid of WebMD. They need to like stop these people, these websites from posting all these like gloom and doom messages about what you might have. Um, yeah. So, you know, of course, I've been worried for a long time thinking it's something like that. But, you know, genetically, nobody in my family has really ever had cancer that I know of. Um, everyone in my family just has like heart attacks and strokes eventually. And that's basically the start of their demise. So, um, I have that to look forward to. Okay. Alexa, stop. My alarm went off. Um, So, um, I was looking into it more and then I was starting to like see stuff about gallbladders 
And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. I wonder I wonder what the deal is with that. Because a gallbladder is something that like people get it removed quite often because I guess it's like one of those appendages that you don't really need, like an appendix, and it can also like basically go bad and you need to have it removed. So I started to do more research on that and then like some of the symptoms started to like kind of like align with what I was experiencing. And then also the profile for the person, the patient of who suffers from gallbladder problems, I fit it like almost perfectly. So it's usually always women in their late 30s to early 40s. Did I just give away my age on the pod? (laughs) I am not 40. Okay, I'm in my, I'm actually in my mid 30s. I'm in my late mid 30s. Late mid 30s. Okay, please respect me. Um, so that's one of the aspects. Another is being fertile and being on uh, hormonal birth control, which I have been for a very long time. Um, and I still take it even though I'm currently celibate because it just like, helps make my periods more bearable. Sorry if this is TMI, but I get like horrible cramps if I don't take the pill. So that's why I take it. Um, So yeah, and I actually found out that as a woman ages, her period gets worse, like as far as like cramps and pain and discomfort and stuff. So another thing to look forward to. Um, (laughs) So I basically decided that I have a gallbladder problem. Like, I diagnosed myself with this thing because I went to see a gastroenterologist and this woman, she was just guessing anything. Like, she was like, maybe you have an ulcer. Maybe you have a hiatal hernia. Maybe you have diverticulitis. Like, she was just, like, guessing all of these crazy fucking things and, like, not really giving me answers. Then she was like, well, you know, you should get a colonoscopy and an endoscopy. I was like, oh my God, I have to do all of that. And I did get a different procedure where you're not put under. That's like, it's, you drink barium for one of them and they can see your, like, see the barium, like, moving through your system, like, through your esophagus and your small intestine and everything. And then the other one is, um, they have to, like, put the barium up your rectum. Uh, yes, I said rectum, folks. This is a informative, medical-based podcast. <laughs> we believe in science here at Unruly. Um, so, but the preparation for the barium x-ray, uh, for which you are totally conscious and you can feel someone putting, you know, a little tube up your butt... <laughs> And and the barium going up there, you still have to do the same preparation that you do for a colonoscopy. And if anyone has ever done this, it's extremely um, unpleasant. You have to be on a liquid diet the whole day before. And I still can't believe I did it. it. It it was horrible because I'm so dramatic about like, oh my God, if I don't, if I don't eat by, if I don't eat breakfast, I'll faint. You know, like I'm just that type of person where like, I always need to have breakfast. Like, and I always need to have like s- little snacks throughout the day. I can tell that some of my haters are like, yeah, cause you're fucking fat. Like I can hear you saying that right now, like in your, cause you're fucking fat. Anyway, um, keep it to yourself. So <laughs> anywho, I was like preparing for it. I was like 
like leading up to the preparation, I was already being like so dramatic, being like, oh my God, like what if I faint? Like what if I faint in my luxurious studio apartment and nobody knows what's going on? Nobody can hear me. I don't have a life alert or a panic button or anything. And I'm just like in here fainted and... I perish. And <laughs> so those were the things I was thinking about. And one of the uh, liquids I did allow myself because it says that you could have broth that is clear, broth of any kind that is clear. I, kn- I know so many options, so many broths, right? There's like three broths. <laughs> so um, I decided to drink bone broth. So I acquired bone broth, which is so expensive. I did not even know that how how expensive it was. Like I found this brand of bone broth that people said was extremely drinkable <laughs> in Target and it was like $8 for um I think it was like a quart maybe. Um that's all that was in there. And it tastes like not bad. I would just like simmer it on the stove and then like drink it out of a bowl. Um, it doesn't taste that bad, but like it definitely like tastes like bones in some way. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it, but it has like it has this like visceral like dirt type taste, and I'm assuming that bones like probably like taste kind of like dirt because like aren't they made of like calcium and stuff like so there's like a mineral type element right to a bone because like whenever I bite into like if you accidentally like bite into like a chicken bone or whatever like it has that sort of like minerally like mealy type feeling um so that's what it was it was like that but like liquid so I was drinking that um I was allowed to have strained juices so nothing with pulp um, I was allowed to have jello of any color. Okay, jello of any color, big big time. Okay. I had four things of jello. I realized I don't like jello at all. Um, I mean, obviously the texture is disturbing. You know, you look at it, it's jiggling. It's <laughs> it's basically alive. It's like that cup of water on the dashboard of the Jeep in Jurassic Park. You know, it's just, it's looking at you. Um, and also it's tainted, you know, it used to be, um, represented in the media by a bad, bad man, um, who is not in prison, but should be. (laughs) Yes, I'm talking about Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby, um, professional rapist. So, um, yeah, everybody like always makes those like Bill Cosby, like jello jokes now. Um, would you like to see my potent pop? Um, you're a hack if you say that on stage and, um, you should rethink your entire life and existence. So anyway, I was drinking the liquid and then by 5 PM, this is where the real fun starts. You have to start drinking a mixture of Gatorade and Miralax. So you mix a full eight ounce bottle of powdered Miralax. And listen, I'm somebody, listen, I have had um, eating disordered stuff in the past, but I've never taken a laxative in my entire life because I feel like I just have a fear of uncontrollably, uncontrollably shitting. And um, that's my fear associated with laxative. So I've never really taken one. And I guess they mostly don't do that. I think they just like soften up whatever's in there so you can get it out. Um, But anywho, so you mix like 32 ounces of Gatorade with the Miralax and you put that in the fridge and then you have to start drinking a full eight ounce glass of it every hour on the hour. 
And so I'd say about hour two is where things started moving. Okay. Um, eventually you're going to be shitting so much that it just is liquid. It's just like liquid coming out of your body. And, and you think like, oh, there's no way there could possibly be more. There's more. There's more in there than you thought. And, You know how, like, they said that when Elvis died, he had, like, 60 pounds of shit inside of him when he died, which is a myth, and that's not accurate, but, like, he was an opiate addict, so I think opiate addicts, like, are extremely constipated, so that's why they said that. I guess that was kind of, like, an early version of D.A.R.E., um, to be like, don't do pills, kids, don't do pills, you'll be full of 60 pounds of shit. Also, he ate horribly, right? I did not finish the Elvis movie, the Boz Lerman movie. Um, there was just something about it I didn't like, and I can't place my finger on it. Maybe I'll start it again later, but um, yeah, I didn't like it. So <laughs> moving on. Um, so after I got everything out, you know, um, and I felt that it was enough that everything was out of me. I did feel much lighter, by the way. Um, again, my haters are listening to this be like, yeah, right. You'll never be like, cause you're so fucking fat. Um, yeah, I can hear you on that. You know, uh, love your opinion. Thank you for chiming in. But, um, you know, I feel pretty confident lately. Um, I actually have lost a lot of weight since I've been sick because, you know, when you have gallbladder problems, like basically what happens is that you can have um, these like really painful gallbladder attacks that can last for hours. And you're just like, the only thing you can do is like lay in the fetal position and not eat. And sometimes you just have no appetite. So there were like, there were like strings of days in a row that I couldn't eat any, I could barely eat anything. Like some days I could just eat like saltines and a cup of yogurt, you know, and maybe some eggs or whatever. So I'm just like, if I could eat, I was trying to eat just like really high protein stuff. And then on days where you like can possibly eat it's like a gamble like eating whatever you're going to eat and you don't know how your body's going to react to it and eventually I figured out that there is no association of the type of food that can trigger your gallbladder because um eventually it, it it's so sick that it just um is painful no matter what no matter what you eat can just like go off so, um, I did have a Zofran prescription, thank God, for the nausea and throwing up. So that has helped a lot. Um, so back in March, which I forget what the last day was that I posted the pod. I don't, was it after I went to the ER? Anyway, long story short, I went to the ER in March. Oh, but before that, I had talked to my, uh, shaman. I talked to my shaman and (laughs) she, I just told her, I just told her I would like to talk about some health problems I'm having. And I didn't say anything else. And the first thing she says in our session is, have you had your gallbladder checked? And I'm just like, oh my God. So like the research I had been doing definitely was 
leading down the right path, I think. So I had a horrible, horrible gallbladder attack on March 10th. And a gallbladder attack can cause you to have tachycardia, which is when your heart rate is above 100 beats per minute and you're like doing nothing. Like you can just be like sitting in bed and your heart rate can be like 120. So that's what was happening because gallbladder attacks can mimic uh, anxiety attacks, basically. Because a few times before I went to the ER, I thought I was going to die a couple times. And it turns out it was definitely, um, you know, a gallbladder attack, not a panic attack, because I don't have anxiety. Like I have no history of anxiety at all. So, um, yeah, uh, those were getting, you know, conflated with each other, the panic attack and the gallbladder attack. But it turns out that they have similar uh, symptomology. Is that the word? Symptomology? I'm a doctor now. So um, <laughs> on the morning of March 21st, which I think was a Monday, I decided to go to the Cedar sinai emergency room. Yes, I am a fancy woman. You know, what can I say? I don't mean to brag about my lifestyle, but things are going so well for me. Um, yeah, so I went to the Cedar sinai emergency room, which is actually horrible. Um, it is not fancy at all. It's the worst part of the hospital I've ever seen. And, you know, there's all kinds of characters in there. I got there, like, pretty early, um, which was good because by the time I left, it was like filled with people like waiting. So I get there and, you know, finally I get to talk the, to a doctor, like after like waiting so fucking long and, you know, they're asking me all these questions like, you know, what my symptoms are and this whole history of everything and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like telling them all of it. And eventually I get to talk to... Well, the first doctor I talked to was like a resident. So he was like a student um, doing his residency. So then the next doctor I spoke to um, was a more experienced doctor. And I said, you know, I think I have a gallbladder problem. Could I just get an ultrasound of my gallbladder? And he agreed to it. He listened to me. So I get the ultrasound and they find a huge gallstone in me. Okay, this is vindication because it's it's like over it's like over an inch in diameter apparently. And basically once you get gallstones, you have to get your gallbladder out because they recur and basically what a gallstone is, what it is technically, it's like cholesterol and fat that kind of like builds up and hardens because if your gallbladder isn't functioning, what's happening is that it's not breaking down cholesterols or fats in the way it's supposed to. That's what it does. So basically it's a, it like contains bile and the bile like, you know, it like pushes it into your uh, small intestine basically to like digest things. So without the gallbladder, I think the bile just goes directly into your small intestine and then your digestion might like change a little bit. That's the part that I'm like worried about. But um <laughs> long story short, um I did have a gallstone. I felt vindicated and then they gave me a referral for a surgeon. So um I am long story short having my gallbladder removed on June 9th. And, um, that's pretty much the saga. Oh, I didn't tell you the results of the barium x-ray. So after I shit my guts out, (laughs) 
and went back to Cedars um, for that procedure. Um, you know, they found absolutely nothing wrong with my lower digestive system, nor with my upper digestive system. So I had none of the things that the gastroenterologist was positing. You know, she was like, I think you have a hiatal hernia. I think you have an ulcer. No, I don't. I don't have any of that stuff. It's all my gallbladder. So I basically diagnosed myself that gastroenterologist, like, (laughs) I don't want to see her ever again because I don't think she knows what she's talking about. No shade, but I think she should have um, studied more. Um, (laughs) Because you can't just like be guessing all of these diseases when somebody goes in to see you. It's like really um, disheartening when somebody does that. Like, why would you just like bring up this whole list of things I might have and you don't even know? One second. I just wanted one tiny sip of water. Um, Yeah. So that's the problem. Um, I do have another problem that... um, Well, I don't want to get into the details of it totally, but long story short, I have a pituitary tumor. (laughs) And no, it's not cancerous. It's benign. But um, basically, it's really common, too, to get like like a growth on your pituitary gland or within your pituitary gland. And it can basically like affect your entire, you know, like process of well-being and living. Because like I've been having like it can affect your emotions, and I've been having like you know part of my illness or whatever has been like very strange like mood swings where I just don't feel like myself, like I don't feel normal, um, and those have been like hard to explain really, um, yeah. So they figured that out uh, that I do have this like pituitary tumor because also your pituitary affects like so many of your hormones. So that also explains a lot of the symptoms I've been having. And they also think that the pituitary tumor could be part of the reason why I've gained weight in my 30s. So again, to my haters who are listening to this, I could be just a little fat because of the pituitary tumor. I know you don't care, but whatever. Um, (laughs) See, in my imagination, just like so many people who hate me listen to this. And that satisfies me. You know, if people, if only people that like me listen to this, that's disappointing to me. Like, I'm glad to have the support of people who like me. But I also want the envy of people who can't stand me. You know, I want, I want the, the clicks and the downloads from people who can't stand me. And I know that they're out there. I know they are. Because I was at a birthday party the other day and somebody was like, so-and-so doesn't like you. And honestly, fuck them for making that comment. (laughs) But great. I don't care that somebody doesn't like me. I I enjoy that. Like, I want people to be bothered by me like there's this comedian who definitely hates me and I actually like I think I I don't know if he didn't know I was I couldn't hear him or something I could hear him talking about me I forget if it was like in a green room or somewhere but I could hear him saying oh I fucking hate her I hate Heather so much 
And I was just like, wow, like I've affected this man so much who, first of all, is a tiny man who has plenty of problems to worry about, like being tiny. And um, <laughs> he is so bothered by me that he's like telling like multiple people that he hates me. And to me, that felt good. I can't explain it. It, it like like people I'm looking at his picture right now. He looks awful. Um <laughs> no shade to him, but like that that is not a flattering photo. So anywho. Um yeah, I love that. I love when people are thinking about me and they are thinking about me. Um as much as they say they aren't. He gets no likes on his Twitter. He has like some of the worst tweets ever. He also tweets stuff that's like, oh, I fuck so many bitches and blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm not even like making that up. Like, he's a full on misogynist. And that's what, that's the basis of why I don't like him. But he's always like, you know, talking about like, oh, I, I was banging this chick in my apartment the other day. And, you know, I was worried that the kid downstairs was going to hear it. And blah, blah. I was like, oh my God, like you, you are like awful. Um, you're the worst. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. Oh, he's doing that show. That show's still happening. Okay. I'm going to submit myself to that show because. I'm annoyed um, <laughs> that he's, is he thriving? Is he doing better than me? Maybe. Um, he probably doesn't have to get his gallbladder out. Good for him. Um, he probably doesn't have a pituitary problem that has affected his entire life for the last nine to 10 months. So yeah. Um, talk about me all you like, because I enjoy it. Um, yeah. So I think, oh yeah. So there is a way to resolve the pituitary issue. It's just like by medication for now. So, um, we'll see how, how that goes and I'm having my surgery soon. So I'm not sure how I'm going to feel afterward immediately, but the surgeon is pretty confident that I'm going to feel a lot better. So I hope that is accurate. And I'll be looking forward to feeling better uh, because this has been a total pain in my ass and I don't like feeling sick. And I've had to like go on stage like immediately after throwing up and being nauseous and it's horrible. And I basically have just like had to cut back on like going out and doing stand up because one of the only things that helps me feel better is just going to bed early. So that's been my life. That's what I've been up to. Um, and hopefully this will be over soon. Um, and I do have plans of going to Edinburgh in August for the fringe, just to like check it out and see it. Um, I've never been to the UK at all. So I was, I was also thinking about going to London before, um, for like a few days and there's a train you could take from London to Edinburgh. So I was thinking about doing that too. Um, so I'm just hoping I'll feel better, um, in time for that. I also need to get my passport like emergency renewed because um, I went to the post office to get it renewed and the line was moving so goddamn slow. Like I made an appointment, but I got there for my appointment and then there were like five other people there. Like they're just like overbooking these passport appointments and then everybody's in there just like miserable. So um 
yeah you know i'm going to call the emergency passport office there i have done that before where you can like get a passport within a certain amount of time if you're traveling within a certain amount of days um so i'm going to look into that um and actually the passport agency in los angeles has really good reviews it has like 3.8 stars on google i think that's huge for a government office like the people must be really pleasant um so that's good have i seen any movies lately that's great transition right um yeah i saw the machine the other night it was fine like i like it had like jokes that i thought were funny for sure um that's the burt kreischer movie that's based on his famous story um i saw the new nicole holofsner is that how you say her name nicole holofsner movie um it's another julia louis dreyfus collaboration her last collaboration was 10 years ago with enough said which was also one of the final films of james gandolfini r.i.p and this movie is called you hurt my feelings and julia louis dreyfus is an author and um her and her husband who's a therapist like uh, she accidentally hears him like talking about her work and his opinion of it. And so the movie is about how he hurt her feelings. And it's just like, like, a, you know, like a nice short hour and a half movie of cute adult jokes. You know, it's, um, it's an intellectuals film. Uh, her husband is a therapist and you see some of his clients come into the office and blah, blah, blah. Um, so it's a cute movie. If you like her movies, she also made, um, did she, I think she made dinner with friends, I want to say. And that was, um, a movie where Jennifer Aniston was like poor and all of her friends were rich. Um, <laughs> did anybody watch that? Um, no, wait, that's not what it's called. Hold on. Let me see. Is it called Dinner with Friends? No, it's not. That's not what it is. Hold on. We're going to find out right now because this is, that's a different movie. Um, <laughs> hold on one second. Nicole Holofsener. Oh, Friends with Money. I should have, okay. I should have known that because it, it's in the title. Friends with Money. So, yeah, Jennifer Aniston is, like, she's, like, cleaning houses to make money. It's not realistic, obviously. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess if she wasn't famous, she wouldn't be doing well. But, um, yeah, so her friends all have money. And then, like, it, it's just, like, a simple movie. It's just, like, a movie of adults talking. Oh, Jason Isaacs is in it. He's actually, like, Jason Isaacs is handsome. You know, I think in that movie he's handsome, but I think his character, oh, I don't want to give a spoiler, but, um, yeah, those are the types of movies that she makes are just like, you know, movies obviously made for like, uh, women in their thirties and forties. And it's like, she's like Nancy Myers light, like Nancy Myers is definitely like way more ambitious with the genre, you know, like she always has like a huge, beautiful kitchen with an island in it, um, you know, a house that seems impossible to own. You know, there's like certain like Nancy Myers tropes. Everyone's wearing white. 
that sort of thing. But Nicole Holofcener, I'd say she's like kind of in the same canon, but um, she's also kind of like, like pre-mumblecore. It's hard to explain. Um, <laughs> she's like the Greta Gerwig of her time. So um, anywho, speaking of Greta Gerwig, are you going to see Barbie? I will be seeing Barbie. And, um, you know, everybody's talking about how Barbie and Oppenheimer are coming out on the same day. And Oppenheimer, honestly, I really think it's going to do badly. I don't think anybody's going to see it. I think maybe like a few people will see it, but I just cannot anticipate a movie about one of the worst events in human history, like doing that well. And I think it's rated R and that's bad because, you know, the kids won't see it or they'll try to or they'll sneak into it. They won't buy a ticket. So we'll see what happens with Oppenheimer. But that's my prediction. Um, I also have another prediction. I think Elon Musk is going to go to prison, but I don't know if it's going to happen this year or next. (laughs) And my theory is hinged on... Okay, so you know how he had that rocket that went into space and blew up like immediately? The first second I read up that story, I was like, wow, he's going to kill people. Like, I think people are going to go into one of his rockets and he won't be on it, of course. Of course, because he knows better than that, right? And they're all going to die. It's going to be like the third, like, biggest tragedy in space exploration history since the Challenger and the Columbia disasters. And he's going to prison. So that's what I have to say. That's what I think. Um, follow me on Twitter where I'm clearly thriving at Fixter Heather. I'm on TikTok at Unruly Maruli. Um, it's hard to get followers on there now. I mean, I feel like I post enough, but I don't know. Maybe I don't. Um, you're supposed to post twice a day. I do not do that. So follow me on TikTok, follow me on Twitter and definitely Instagram. Um, and yeah, I'll be doing stand up again, but after my surgery, I guess. So um, that's it. And um, take care of yourselves and each other. Wait, who said that? Um, hmm. It's not Mr. Rogers, is it? Okay. God. Oh, no, it's it's Jerry, uh, Jerry Springer. <laughs> Why was that in my head? Because he passed recently and went, take care of yourselves and each other. Bye. Yeah.